Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe with my buddy, my pal, Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And I'm so glad you're here because, um, well, you know, this might be the last time we do this show. Oh, it's true. Because it's, it's, uh, it could be the end of the world. It, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just was listening to some scriptures. That's you know, true. <laughs> at church. And it made me think, like, so do I not need to go into work tomorrow? Right. Because <laughs> it's the end of times. Yes. So uh, we're... It's, it's the first time they ever read that scripture in church, ever. That is, that's right. That's right. We're, we're calling this show Apocalypse Now. Yes. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, so... We should stop and think like we've had we've had um, you know the fall has come upon us mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we did our trick or treating right we had All Saints Day we had all these things that have happened in our yep. liturgical year and we kind of truck on and everyone in their minds are thinking Christmas right but the next season is Christmas and it's like well let's not forget Advent yeah. and really we're getting to the end of the liturgical year yep. So when you get to the end of the liturgical year, like so when you're at Mass, the readings are going to start, they change their character well, and their the, focus just a wee bit. Yeah, the bookends tend to be end times readings, uh, you know, both at the beginning of the church. Uh, and not just tend to be, they pretty the much are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pretty much are. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people come out of the Mass, you know, when their kids are like crying and they're, you know, it's like wailing and gnashing of teeth. It's like... You know, this was scary. My mass was scary. Right. It's like the end. I'm teasing. Kids don't come out crying. Uh, they might come out crying, but it has nothing to do with the readings. Uh, but really, it's like, it can be pretty intense. And, I, you know, as an example, you know, reading from, uh, uh, in this particular 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, reading from uh, Daniel, you know, in those days, I, Daniel, heard this word of the Lord at that time, there shall arise Michael, the great prince, guardian of your people. Should be a time unsurpassed in distress since nations began until that time. At that time, your people shall escape. It's, it's everyone who is found written in the book. Wait, wait, what, what book? Right. right what, 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 they, they got a book? Right. They got names? And the ones who are going to escape, their names are in that book? Right? And is this like Michael the Archangel? Is he the guy with all the armor on? Right. With the big sword? With his foot on Satan's head? Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, so I'm starting to see this image, you know, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Okay, oh, oh wait, wait, zombies, right? Some shall live forever, others shall be everlasting in uh, be an everlasting horror and disgrace right okay sounds like judgment right but the wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament and those who lead to the many to justice shall be like the stars forever now that's nice that's wonderful so i want to be one of those right right we want to be we, we want to be a star but you know and then we we go to the the the, the to the gospel and it gets a little more pointed Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and these are the readings we're going to have, like, through Advent. And by the way, I do want to say, as a person who, St. Michael's my confirmation saint, he and I are quite close, the fact that he plays a major role in the uh, in the end times narrative is yeah. a beautiful thing. I love that. Yeah. So so that's good. And we'll, we'll actually talk a little bit more about that as we go on here in our show today, because uh, St. Michael can do other things for us as well, oh, like yeah? right now. 
Yes. For instance, if it wasn't the end times, he's still active. He's not, he's not in hibernation. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is not my appointed time to draw my sword. Right. But I will. Right. No, that's not what he does. But anyway, that aside, uh, the gospel, according to Mark chapter 13, Jesus said to his disciples, in those days, after that tribulation, wait, the tribulation? That doesn't sound fun. No. Right? That is that is that like a series on Hulu or something? Tribulation? Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the sun will be darkened, and the, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not something fun. And, and you know what? In some of the synoptic gospels... It gets really intense about wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and, right. and famine uh, and earthquakes and thunder and lightning and, and flames. And it's like it is, it's not a it's like it's scary. Right? Oh, yeah. And then then Mark goes on to say, and then they will see the son of man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds. Right. Now, this sounds like the ring wraiths. You know, it yeah, just, it right. just, it's like, like the, the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, yeah. you know, that, 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 that go out. It's what's, you know, it's, it's, it's intense, right? From the end of the earth to the end of the sky. So no one will escape this, right? Then it goes on talking about the fig tree and, and all that stuff. But, but the point is, there's just a lot going on here. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that the summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates Amen, I say to you. Okay, the Jew just said amen again. Right. Right. We do, I always want to point that out. Mm-hmm. When, when our Hebrew brothers, so when Jesus says amen, it's just like. It's a big deal. You, you need to. I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Um, the source of all. Right. right. The creator. The creator knows when the clock runs out. Right. The human clock. He, he knows, right? So that's a lot, and that's pretty intense. And that's those are the readings. So here's what you know. You know all these things, and these things are not told to scare you. No. Right? This is not an episode of what they used to do, scared straight, where they used to have prisoners yell at the kids and stuff. Right, and right. Right. This is not one of those moments. It's not supposed to be like that. Essentially, it's just, this is... What's supposed to happen chronologically? Just to realize that in in the, the 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 God's plan of salvation, right? How the human scene will play out. It will eventually happen. That's and, right. And, and and you know, many are convinced right now, especially uh, you know, ever since COVID hit, um, there's been sort of end times fever. I, I think to to a degree that we haven't seen in a long time, but. I think it's also important to think, to re- recognize. And this is why I, I made the comment at the beginning of the of the show, where I was like, "This is the first time we've ever heard the end times reading." Oh, uh, no. <laughs> which is right. Like even Paul, if you read in Paul, if you read his when he talks about the end time, he speaks of it as, a, as something that he seems to kind of think it, it's already then. You know what I mean? Right. That he was that he was living in the end times, and when you when you um, when you think in that term, you know, and, and you realize that two thousand years later. Pretty much every generation has been convinced this is probably it. This right. is probably the end times. I think it's important to be grounded in that recognition. Uh, that's not to say that these aren't the end times now. We don't know. Jesus made it very clear. Only the Father knows, right? And yeah. so someone can't state, I think, positively or negatively one way or another. No, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> 
I, no, I'm just kidding. So, uh, yeah. So, no, that's 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 important to note, and that ultimately that's going to end up being, you know, spoiler alert. That's the message of the show. Yeah, is like don't fret over this stuff. But but we want to talk about some of these aspects of what it sure what it means to to think these might be the end times. Right. Right. And that's and that's important for us to note. But I, I just I guess I want us to see that. You know, for 2,000 years, or since we've had these cycles of readings liturgically, yeah. which are, you know, um, our church is 2,000 years old, but uh, the, the Catholic Church, but, but ultimately uh, these readings, you know, for as long as we've been reading these readings in a very, uh, uh, you know, regular way, mm-hmm. every year at the end of the liturgical year, we hear this, right? And what that leads to ultimately is the last Sunday of ordinary time. Which is the solemnity of the feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. I love that feast. Oh, well, I just love saying that. Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Right. It makes you want to kneel down. And it makes all your enemies want to kneel down. And it right. makes Satan, you know, uh, have to fall and just, you know, go back away. Every knee right? shall bend. That's right. So the thing here is to understand that all this stuff is leading not to despair. Yeah. Right, not to not to discourage, not to tear you down, but to help you to know that no matter how bad things in the world can get, right, no matter how bad things in your life can get, our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, is just that. And we need to recognize that, right? And so that's what the church is leading us to. Yeah, this is part of the good news, even if it feels bad, you know, to us because we're like, oh, the world's going to end. Oh, no, that's where I keep all my stuff, you know, like, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's I still- need to have a garage sale. <laughs> I need to have a garage sale real quick. But it is a part of the good news. And, and, and you know, I heard, there was a Dominican friar. Um, he used to end his masses saying, may the peace of Christ disturb you. And uh, I always thought that was super cool. Uh, and I think that this is an example. Probably liturgically incorrect. Probably we'll just, liturgically we'll just leave it at that. incorrect, yes. We'll leave it at that. I don't, well, I think he did it separate apart from what was actually in the book. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all go outside and come back yeah. in, and I'm going to say something. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't like put on his shades and like sit, you know, <laughs> sit down in a chair, like tur- turn it around like the cool teacher in the 80s movies and say that. He just said that at the end of the mass to the congregation as a, as a part of his, his uh, farewell. But... Uh, the reason I like that, may the peace of Christ disturb you. We don't think of peace as being something that is disturbing. We think of peace as being the opposite of that, which is disturbing. But the fact of the matter is, if we want to live in the peace of Jesus, you know what? We got to get disturbed out of the, the ways in which we're living, the ways in which we're thinking, uh, because the stuff that we just kind of take as Normal or the things that a lot of us think are good or fine or okay or acceptable are completely contrary, and me included, are completely contrary to the spirit of God and what he's trying to do within us. Right, and what things look like, we have to be very careful not to be uh, looking at everything through human eyes, which we have. Right. But we, we can sometimes not think beyond that. So when we, when we lose the, um, just the very concept and understanding of supernatural, Right. When we when we don't think like that, we can very easily get bogged down, right? And then we become obsessive and we have problems. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. We live right right now in a time I totally get why someone might think this is the end of the world. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we went through one of the most divisive uh, elections uh, in our country. We've had so many problems. Uh, you know, universities and colleges that were basically bastions of free thro- thought are, you know, ca- are, are the heart of cancel culture and, and, and ideas are no longer shared, right? Civil discourse is gone. Uh, you know, the, certainly all the, the politics and, and uh, the, the elections and the, uh, all these things are, you know, it's, it's, it's black and white, it's Democrat and Republican, it's uh, all, you, you name it, everything's, is, everything is, is, is polar. And then on top of that, we got the gas prices, we got the, the, I mean, we don't have enough toilet paper. We have, yeah. we have supply chain issues. We don't, you can't go into a fast food restaurant anymore. Uh, and if you do, there's like a couple of managers working there, but nobody else is working there. And so like all these things that were normal to us are no longer normal, right? And, 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 and certainly on top of all that, maybe even the cause of some of it is COVID-19. And you, oh, yeah. you, you look at this, you look at a pandemic and you start thinking it's like, a, well, this is like instead of the pandemic, this is the pandemize. I mean, right. everybody's like, this is the end. Right. This is, so, so it's all going to end now. And I get why people think or, or start to think these these are the end times. Right. Even though you go through history, Sam, and you'll see people have predicted the end of the world uh, just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times. Well, and the other thing is regarding like the pandemic, you know, we have a worldwide pandemic on this scale. Uh like when a natural disaster happens, it's going to heighten the impact of that natural disaster yeah. because it's happening during a pandemic. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Gonna- so disasters of biblical proportions, people call it, right? Right. They're comparing it and they're looking at it going like, well, the Bible talks about these earthquakes or these wars or, or all that stuff. It's like, it's of biblical proportions. It's like, yeah. And so when you experience something bad like that, and, and granted, this is horrific that's going on right now. The, oh, yeah. the state of being for for so many people have been affected especially by this pandemic um it it's it's bad and people want to look at that and go like man this is this is the end oh and especially also let's face it i i never would have guessed as a child i mean you you saw you know some satanic imagery and 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 heavy metal bands here and there but the mainstreaming of satanism the movement of the satanic temple uh, becoming sort of religious rights, so to speak, activists yeah. in the court uh, and using social media to really push the satanic agenda overtly and using the legal system to that means having um, the, the the widespread of use of witchcraft and the occult. I mean. That is becoming mainstream. There was a report a few years ago that um, the combined group of like Wiccanism and witchcraft and occultism is now, a, if you treat that as a denomination, it's larger than Presbyterianism in the United States. Yeah, it's, that's growing, right? Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it is scary. Of course, like in high school, I used to listen to KISS. And then I found out and that that stood for Knights in Satan's Service. <laughs> but all that aside, because it doesn't stand for that. But but you're right. So this is creeping into uh, our existence, our daily existence. Yeah. And then when you when you, when you have um, you know a, an atheist, even an atheist, you know, a- asking to give the invocation. You know, opening whatever uh, some kind of political body or or whatever you know, petitioning, and and you have an atheist give a prayer or an anti prayer. I don't know what you call well, whatever it. whatever you call it. Yeah, right. well, it's, it's getting those... upside down and crazy. I wouldn't. You know, I was I was born in 1982. I would not have thought that I'd see when I was growing up an atheist become president. I think at this point it's for a foregone conclusion. At some point it's going to happen, and I wouldn't be surprised if at some point generations down the line. 
like the Satanism stuff keeps picking up, you know, uh, atheism might be, you know, like a, a satanic president could potentially happen. I, it's not out of the question. I you know, know. I, to- I totally get that. And I, and I guess I, all, this, all this sort of illustrates the idea that I understand, we understand why people can have sort of an end times feel about right now. Yep. Now, the thing is, we always have to go back to that scripture. Yeah. At the end, that essentially only the Father knows. No one knows the day or the hour. So does it do us good, mm-hmm. right, to be fixated on the end times? Right. Right. And, and, and that, you, you, can, you can run into some issues. Oh, yeah. I think if, you're, if, that's, what you're, if that's all you're thinking about. Well, also, like, think about what we just talked about. All this bad stuff going on, including, like, you know, things like Satanism and witchcraft. What we're saying, if we say the, the, the only conclusion you draw is the end times, that this is the end times, what does that mean? We're despairing about those people's souls where we don't think, we think it's a mess too big for Jesus to clean up that we don't think and let accept by destruction of the world. And that's why, but the, also that's why we celebrate in the church the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. King of the universe. <laughs> he can fix it. He can. Right. So we were reminded of that every single year. Right, and that and that's important for us to note. And and you know what, you 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 we've talked about all these upside down parts of the world. Yeah. So I will I will so I will grant this though. If someone is thinking this is the end times, and it may or may not be, but if someone is thinking along those lines, at the very least, you know what you get out of that is that you believe that you know Jesus is coming. You mm. believe that Jesus can conquer all. Yeah. That we need Jesus, and so that part's good. Yeah. I just don't know if it's healthy for us. To be constantly going down a path of knowing when the end is. Yeah, well, because then that gets into a, a space potentially of like secret knowledge, right? right. Gnosticism. Gnosticism, right? yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it, so, and I'm not saying that anyone who thinks we're in the end times or near the end times or around the end times is, is a Gnostic. Right. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is it's, it's pretty... I'll say it this way. I love the image in the Acts of the Apostles, you know, at when Jesus ascends into heaven at the very beginning. Right. Right. And the angels are standing there. All the men, their mouths open up. Like when Jesus puts on his jet pack and he fires it and he's on his way up into heaven. Yes. Right. It's a glorious moment, right? Yeah. Okay. He wasn't wearing a jet pack. Whatever. I just like to make it cool. But anyway, so Jesus <laughs> is on his way up, right? And all the men are now gawking. They're just their mouths are open, and then these men, these angels dressed in white, yeah, come up and say, "Men of Galilee, why are you looking up?" Right, he's going to come the same way, and and it says a couple things. One is he will return the same way, so there's going to be a second coming. Yes. Right, it says that, but it also says, "Why are you looking up?" Right. In other words, y'all need to get busy. All that stuff he told you, you need to be doing something. Right, and you not don't sit and wait for him to come back. Don't don't let Jesus come back and find out that all you did was bury your one talent and you didn't do anything. Oh yeah, right. You, you that that's what all these stories about. That's what all these uh, this is about is to help us to know that really we should be living every single day as it's as we should be prepared like the Boy Scouts taught me. Right, we should be prepared every as if this is the last day. Yes, because we get hit by a car. We could get hit by a car later today and die, and that's the end time for us. Yeah. So what's the difference in our preparation for Jesus coming down in the cloud of glory versus us getting hit by a car? The preparation should be the same. It should be vigilance. The preparation should be, uh, you know, proclaiming Christ to others and witnessing Christ to others the very best that we can. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, God does not. Uh, well, our faith doesn't allow us to have secret knowledge. 
Right. And right. It's, it, yeah. it, it, that is, God revealed himself. He didn't hide himself. In other words, he didn't say, hey, Moses, you know, I know you're looking at this burning bush and all, but don't tell anybody and don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to. So over all this time, especially with the incarnate word, so God reveals himself to Moses, you know, as he, he's a spirit. But he, yes. But, the, but, but essentially he, he is there present in that burning bush, but that's as close as Moses could get. But over a period of time, as God continues to reveal himself through the prophets and through the, through, through all of the messages uh, up until later in that time, then Jesus comes onto the scene. Yes. Right? So now you can actually see, feel, touch, hear God. And you can do that today with the Eucharist, Amen. with the litur- liturgy. That's right. And so, so now it's no, it's not secret knowledge. And so, there's no power in secret knowledge. Right. There's, there's really only um, uh, deceit. Uh, there is greed. There is self-importance and, and ego. And uh, there's, there's, there's silos, a privation. There's all kinds of bad things that come with secret knowledge. And that's why, if you stop and think about it, right, how bad it can get is um is you know this led in the 1800s to the teaching of the rapture oh yeah yeah, right? yeah. The, I, I the idea that like um we are so fixated on the date and the time and whatever that we know that jesus is going to come back and he's going to come and get us good people right and that's not good and that's not <laughs> catholic teaching folks in, in case anyone thought thought it was you know it's a 19th century uh teaching basically well and the other thing that comes to mind here in terms of uh you know, talking about secret knowledge and how we need to be wary of, of such things. You know, it's not bad to look at the news and ask questions. Could this be the end times? Um, and I'm not a personally a fan of conspiracy theories, but I'm not saying it's, it's, it's intrinsically bad to look at something that might be a conspiracy yeah. theory. But I think it's important for us to, uh, you know, be grounded in the fact like the way I'm, I'm actually processing it. So the, uh, you know, Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Both cautioned people against saying that Judas is necessarily in hell, right? Uh, he, they were like, you're you are holding back God's mercy if you say something like that. You're not allowed to say that Jesus is the judge. And that's yeah. even in the extreme case of Judas. So what does that mean? Can you have a healthy theological dialogue about the about what happened to Judas's soul based on scripture and yes. based on what we know? Yes. Absolutely. But you have to have that boundary for yourself of saying, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's that there's got to be that discipline there you aim, know aim, no that's 100 percent correct and 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 the thing is when you see that and you and you you can easily go down the wrong path right that's and that's why we don't want to fixate on the on the end time the date yeah right because specifically go back to the scripture only the father knows right, <laughs> right? and so and, and if and if jesus says that it's true but more importantly, he doesn't just say it as, as as some kind of random thought. He really says it so that we understand that we're not supposed to fret about this. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to fixate on the day and the time. And I'll agree with you. We live in a time right now. I'm going like, I don't know, man. This could be the end. Right. It really could. Like I mean, how just, godless can the world get? Yes. And so the, the world says, but wait, there's more. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. And it always seems to get just a little worse. But but yeah. I, but I have to admit, it's and it's okay to think like this might be. It's what you do with it at that point. Yeah. Right. Do you do you reform your life? Do you live a different life? Do you uh, are you more fervent about sharing the gospel, like living the charisma in your life? Are you are you more apt to to express um, 
the qualities and attributes of God to your neighbor, like with love and mercy and care? Do you, are you more likely to lift people, uh, the marginalized, out of <clears throat> out of poverty or out of their marginalized condition, whatever it happens to be? Are you more, are you more likely um, to really to share the good news, right? And that's the thing. That's what we're supposed to do. So it's okay to. Like it could be the end times, but it right. also could not be. Right. I mean, I think about uh, what's the magazine the Jehovah's Witnesses had, the, the the Watchtower, I think it was called. Yeah. And they published that thing over the years, and I saw some little compilation thing that showed their cover. Their cover used to have the date of the end of the world on it, mm. and it changed like 117 times. I don't right, know what it right, was, right. but it's like, hey, back to the presses. <laughs> we got to change the cover. Right. We 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 missed it. You know, it's like this is what this is the 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 silliness of trying to pick the day yeah it doesn't matter what day it is it could be as you point out in a car crash or a bad piece of chicken it could be tomorrow (laughs) for you right and unfortunately it was for some people who suffered from covid a tragic situation right and so you have to live your life in a way that you are prepared to go and then whether or not it's all going to happen like for the entire world and everything's going to here it is. There's I hear the trumpets blowing and wait, there's a cloud and it's getting closer. Right. What's it on top of the cloud? Is that Superman? No, it's not. It's it's Jesus, right? And so like that may very well be happening. It it may well happen tomorrow. I don't, I don't know. But if we fixate and obsess, if we go against that scripture that says no one knows the day or the hour. Yeah. Then what is that 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 puts us in a in a difficult spot. Absolutely. And also it actually those who are listening to us, right? So the people that you influence in your life, they might be misled, and mm. that's not good. And like you said at the beginning of the show, St. Michael, he's, we know he's going to play some key role in the end times. He's there, ready to step into our lives Amen, right, right now. now. Right, exactly right. And, and the, I guess the last thing I want to leave folks with is, you know, this idea of the end, it's not bad, I mean, ultimately, that's good news. Yeah. I mean, with the end, essentially comes resurrection, glorification, being reclaimed, the, the words like victory, right? Mm. Being ransomed, right? Those, those, that's what happens at the end. Right. And, and that's beautiful. That's good news for those that are prepared for the end. So, basically, we need to get prepared yeah. for the end whenever it might be. Right, and that's why the church has this this end of our liturgical year, and we'll have Advent and the beginning of another liturgical year, and we'll do this all over again until the end, <laughs> whenever that might be. Right, and we don't have a magazine that has the date on it anywhere. So anyway, all that to say, you know what? Just trust in God, love God, live in God, and let's ask the Blessed Mother to to help us on this journey. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.